This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined today by Robbie Payne. Yes, and, first. <laughs> and Gabriel Bringers. I have hurt Joe's feelings, so I'm now third. Yes, 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 exactly. That's why. So we... Um, you notice he never we, introduces himself last. No, I, no. I am always first, boys. <laughs> always first. He's got the headphones, though, so That's he's right. in charge. I've got the headphones. Got the I've got the, the notes. Board. He does I, have notes. And I control. I control this, yeah, this podcast. This, this makes Joe feel powerful. So it's, it's mine. Cool. I'm not gonna lie. The pen makes me nervous because that whole analog thing just yeah. stresses me. Pen, paper, I don't yeah, know. I, know. <laughs> I like having. Doing? I like being able to kind of draw around. You know, like, oh, hey, we're talking this thing, and then we're gonna talk this <laughs> thing. I don't know. It makes sense in my brain. So, uh, we made it's some. We we made some not so good coffee today. If if anyone is interested in our coffee for the day, yeah. this well, one no, was we not had good. Good coffee earlier today. It's we just, did. So here's the story. We we have a bun coffee maker uh, that we use very infrequently like super duper infrequently these days well we, have, we were using it a lot whenever we were working uh over at my house yes but now right. we got we got back over to the office and the co-working space has a an espresso machine so it's basically espresso and americanos uh, all day every day and then we brought the bun over here because we kind of got in the habit, like yeah. that's a thing. Like we were brewing pots of coffee at a time, but it's it's not the most economical way to brew, right? Because we do roast stuff. our own beans, and when we're constantly every week roasting fresh beans, a good americano is always better, and it's more cost effective. So it True just kind of makes more sense. And so the bun has sat there for a while, and uh, we decided to fire it up because we have some old beans. Uh, not old, old by our standards, that we had bought while we were waiting for our new roaster to show up. So we bought some beans at the local coffee shop, and they're fine. Uh, but once the roaster got here, we started roasting beans and wanted to try those beans, and so these kept just getting pushed to the back, and so now they're like a month old. Arrow are press, they? They're Dang, arrow press. Oh, yeah, easily yeah. a month. Um, that, I mean, they were I mean, at least been, a week old when we bought them, and it's sure. Yeah. Yeah. And they've it's they've been, been they've been sealed up in a mason jar, but it's Doesn't it's matter. not enough. Yeah, not so enough. Once you introduce the oxygen, it's right. all I over. I try them in my press cup. Oh, there's not much left, or so not. We got rid of most of them. Yeah. So, uh, Rob, so we needed to brew a pot. It's like, man, we got to get rid of these beans. So let's right. brew it. We got the bun up and running. Had to get you know, you got to warm it up. You got to prime it and all this stuff. Fail. And yeah, it's it's kind of weak. I don't know if I my ratios are off. I'm I'm rusty. Yeah, I don't even remember what we were doing on that, either. but yeah, yeah something's is, wrong. I I said it it tastes fine. It just tastes a little bit uh, watery, which you know, 
makes it not good. Right. So, <laughs> it, no, it tastes great. It's, it's, it's just not other, bad. Other than the not being good part, it's, it's not great. bad. It's just not. If you're good not expecting either. coffee, then it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking an americano Here's that I made before drink. we started recording, yeah. so I'm yeah. good. And I told yeah, Gabe he probably be, shouldn't yeah. partake. Just, I'm just uh, going to be out of coffee. The taste of americano break in your mouth. Yeah, you don't want to mess with yeah, this. Yes, this. There would, is some. This would ruin your palate. There's still some nitro cold brew in there, though. That's true. We do also have nitro cold brew, <laughs> and it's it's warmed up. Oh man, you know exponentially today compared to the last two days. So cold brew would be good. Oh, I thought it's you like, meant the coffee's warm. No, 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 like, no. Why? Like, what happened to it? You know, it was 12 degrees yesterday morning. This morning it was it was in the low 20s. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's yeah, chilly, like chilly here in Kentucky. So yeah. it's getting better though. Yeah, so the first snow day. Well, it, it, and it's funny, you know, we had a snow day. Um, Coincidentally, and, the and, same day, which that, affects Joe zero, <laughs> yeah, zero, zero <laughs> yeah. amount. Yeah, I just came to work, and you guys were like, "Oh man, I had to run around and, and do that." I was like, and, "Oh." Yeah. But Disney cool. Plus launched on the same day. So. Yeah, and there were some really funny memes. Memes. Well played, on the internet. Disney. Well played. <laughs> Disney yeah. made a snow day for its launch. For its launch. I'm yeah. like. Dang. Hey, my kids loved it. I mean, they watched like six movies on on the day it came out. We sat and watched our first Disney Plus movie last night. I introduced my really? son to Big Hero 6. Uh, my daughter really? loves the movie. But it's, it came out in a weird spot where he was, because he's only five. So, yeah, so it's, he was, it's seven, eight years old, something like that. Yeah. So after we kind of went through that kick, you know, it, we've always liked the movie, but it, we just don't, haven't watched it. And so he's never actually sat and watched it. And so we're like, dude, you're gonna watch this, and it, you know, it opens up with that scene of uh, little Yama, you yep. know, and they're like, it's, it's like so the cool. Fight Club kind of thing, yep. and it's dark and it's kind of loud, and and he immediately was like, I don't like this. <laughs> so I was like, dude, you gotta give it, and nah, nah, I don't like it, I don't like it, and so can hear him saying that too. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> I don't, I don't like this. Um, and so we were getting ready to eat, so we pause the movie and we sit down to eat. This, the, I just remember this as I'm telling this. And uh, we've started doing a thing. Uh, Trish and I went to a conference, and one of the speakers at it said, hey, with my family, I always do uh, best thing, worst thing of the yeah. day. So you sit down with your kids. So what's the best thing that happened to you today? Best part? What was the worst part? And they said, you know, sometimes it allows your kids to open up about things that they wouldn't normally. So we've started doing that. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, you see where I'm going. So Cindy answers, does yeah. her or whatever. It's like, Landon, what was your, and he still doesn't quite get what I'm talking about. So I was like, what was your best part of your day? And this is a kid that kind of complains about going to school sometimes, his pre, pre-K. And he doesn't mind it, but he, he complains about it from time to time. School. So, oh, wow, buddy. School was the best thing today. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to play with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. It's all relative. All right. Well, what was the worst part? And he spins around in his chair and points at the TV in the living room and says, that. <laughs> It's like that hurts Damn, a little, man. <laughs> That's a good movie. That hurts. Yeah. Anyway, so we did get him to watch it. Yeah, he loved it by yeah. the end. As yeah. soon as Baymax gets out, yeah. he starts now seeing you, Baymax now you need a little to get bit. A, it's not as good, and it's drawn differently. But there's a there's a oh, TV yeah, they show got, and they're all on good. Disney Plus. But we got when Movies Anywhere came out. Mm-hmm. When you first uh, linked up all your accounts, Big Hero Six was one of the free movies that they yeah. gave you. So we have worn that movie. I'm I love it. Love yeah. it. I love it. I love Big Hero Six. Yeah, it was funny. We, uh, you know, it was launch day, and we were all kind of talking about what was out there. Or no, maybe this was uh, yesterday. This was the day after it launched, and uh, yeah, and um, you know, you guys are. Uh, we're just talking about what everybody had been watching and all this. And I joked around that my girlfriend and I sat and watched Lizzie McGuire and Pocahontas, nice. and, hmm. and 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 then that hmm. brought up the fact that like uh, I haven't seen. I was like, the majority so have you seen this? of that? these of, like, animated Disney, Disney movies. movies. I'm yeah. like, there's so many good movies. I mean, Joe is not. I mean, seen. I'm a 
And they're not kid like Pixar movies are great for adults. Yeah. Like yeah. there's so much great allegory yeah. and But and, as a as a you know, I mean I have a girlfriend, but as a single, you know, twenty eight year old dude, I'm not like if I have time to sit and watch something, I oh, don't know true. that I'm gonna sit and pick that out. If I, I had know, someone I to watch it with, I've sat by myself and watched Big Hero Six. Speaking of me too. Speaking so of, I don't, I don't watch this with your kid. I, I mean, you can. There's a Pixar short called Float. Did yep. you see it? Did you all watch it? I watched it. Yeah, I saw it in there though. Be prepared. Really? It will rip as a did it, parent. Did it go with anything it in is, the theaters, or is nope, it a standalone? It's just a standalone. Most of those shorts are ones. Yeah, that, they're you know, before after prior movie. To the movie. Yeah. No, it will rip you in half. Of course, it was mm. Pixar and. They're they're. I mean, it's almost ninjas. It's man. not dark in like a negative sense, but it's got some re- for seven yeah, some minutes. Of those, really, some it of those little is shorts heavy. Are, yeah, some of those shorts. I would are intense. not have thought about that nope. from a thing called never float. Guessed. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sitting there watching it, literally, just like yeah. <laughs> Like, I'm fine. I'm yeah, fine. Especially when you're not crying, you're crying on the couch across from you. You're like, oh man, this this is. I was lucky. My wife had gone to sleep last night, and Landon doesn't pay attention. My boy doesn't pay attention to this stuff, and. Sydney, my daughter, had already gone upstairs. Like she's seen Big Hero Six so many times, like she she knows most of the movie. Oh yeah. So she had gone off to do something else, and so it gets to that point, you know, where they go in and Baymax sacrifices himself, you know. And I'm always just like, fine, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. It's just a robot. It's not even real. And <laughs> it's, it's still, man, like that. And that's what that's the thing about Disney. They are so good at telling great stories. little backstory here. Robbie has a soft spot for robots that die in movies, yeah. oh, just yeah. for the record. Yeah, yeah I'm scarred. But, Age of uh, Five, Optimus Prime laying on the table. <laughs> dude, I can see it. It's clear as day. I it's remember rough. exactly where I was sitting it in the rough. theater. Yeah. Like it, yeah, yeah. That got me. The, but that's the, that's the interesting thing about Disney Plus is, um, and we're going to get to how all this stuff works on Chromebooks and everything, but the just the service itself is going to be a contender just because of the vast amount of content they have. Mm-hmm. Right. But these originals that they're going to do, like you, you said it the other day, like they are just very good at telling stories. Oh yeah. You know? And, and so their originals and any of these little spinoff things they do, like they're going to be excellent. Yeah. And that's, the, I think that's the the misconception. And for those of you all listening right now, like we're not just rambling and then going to get into the show. Like, that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, yeah, streaming, the, streaming media. The, the streaming media things that are changing just in the course of the seven or eight days. In this, We're in this a seven or eight day window right now that I think is going to fundamentally change the way that we consume a lot of our media because of these two services. Anyway, so I didn't want you guys to be like, cool, cool. Can I fast forward to where you all get started? Like This, this is what we're going to talk about. So if you're not interested in streaming media, uh, Disney Plus, Stadia, that kind of stuff, then probably not the show for yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> go, listen, go listen to some of our other podcasts maybe. Yeah. Um, but that, there's so much to talk about around these two topics mm-hmm. that I think it's worth it's worth settling in on. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Like Disney I'm not saying they don't miss cuz there there are stories they tell sometimes and I think they've they've done this a little bit with Star Wars like the last version of Star or the last uh, episode of Star Wars, you know, was a hit or miss kind of thing. Um, I don't think they killed it with Solo. Uh, but you have to remember Star Wars has so much canon that comes along with it, so mm-hmm. much baggage, so many expectations, so many years of built up things that they have to like, well, we can't just freely tell a story we want to tell. We have to tell the story within these bounds. And I don't, I don't know that anyone is going to successfully do that on a regular basis. So I think Star Wars aside, and I'm not saying like, I like what they've done with Star Wars. I, I personally like it. I just know a lot of people got real been out of shape about the last Jedi. Um, 
in general, like I love what they've done with Star Wars, but a perfect example of what you're saying is what they're what we are already seeing in the Mandalorian. So in general, people are just loving the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've only watched half of the first episode. I, I wasn't planning on watching any of it until I got, could sit down and watch it. And I was just I just wanted to fire up Disney Plus, and it was so en- engrossing that. I sat there and watched it holding my phone in my hand like for 20 minutes. I was like, I don't, this is not how I want to watch this. <laughs> I want to sit and watch it. So that's, that's as far as I got. But, um, you know, with, with the star Wars movies that Disney has had a hand in that aren't, um, the ones that, that have to fit into the Skywalker saga, the, the, the nine, you know, canonical mm. star Wars. They're great. I think, especially rogue one, uh, rogue one <sighs> is the one that, that got me thinking like, man, there are compelling stories to tell in this particular universe of characters and sci-fi specifically that I've never even thought of. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much stuff to tell and they, they weren't bound. I mean, literally Disney was just like, Hey, at the end we got to get the plans on that ship. So Darth Vader, which is the one of the best scenes in star Wars history (laughs) by far. Watching but, it, watching it. Uh, whenever we got Daydream, <laughs> which I guess it's just gone now. <laughs> I don't know what's okay. happening to Daydream. She but watching that scene with like nice, I think we even had your oh, Bose, yeah, we had Bose, Bose headphones, headphones freaking Daydream cinema, you know, set up. Uh, oh, raise, raise the hairs on your neck, man. It was so good. But the story in that uh, in that movie is is such a perfect example of what Disney is so good at. Mm-hmm. To taking this one little thread and taking an idea. And then just telling a rich story and developing characters around it and cinematography that adds to all of those things. That's what Pixar does so well. That's what Disney does in almost every single animated film that comes out. It doesn't even matter if it's something you want to watch. Like it's a it's a like tour de force of storytelling. Like to watch them develop characters and and lay those things out and grab at your heartstrings. You know, to take someone on a ride for ninety minutes and take them from not knowing or giving a crap about a character to deeply caring enough to, to be emotionally affected. Like it's, it's just effective storytelling and they just do it time and time and time again. And I think the only places they miss are where they're regurgitating certain things. So whether it's star Wars, you know, where they're having to cling to old stories or it's some of these live action remakes they've made have been kind of bombs like Dumbo from what I understand was terrible. Yeah. I didn't even watch it. The re- we, every we review it. has been so bad. It, I just it, skipped it. It's the problem with these kind of movies when you're coming from classics, there's always that stigma of it's got to, it has to be that good and you can't recreate and animate it. I mean, even now the articles are all coming out about how all these live action movies have been changed and understandably. So, uh, Disney plus even has a prompt at the beginning of some about movies that says, stuff. you know, this video may have, I can't remember it's cultural, whatever, because yeah, during out, that point, outdated. Yeah. Something is yeah. Like how they worded during it. that, that, period it was acceptable because that was the mindset here here in the country and now those things have to be removed when they remake these movies and they do a good job for the most part we watched lady and the tramp the other day and it's good. how was that it's good i it's love better lady than and tramp as a kid man yeah. i love dumbo if you if you were approaching dumbo for the first time and not growing up with the cartoon and don't really know anything about it as standing on its own feet it's a good movie it's not great it's it's not i'm not like oh i want to go watch it again but coming from that generation of the older disney animated right. movies i would i would choose you know I, lion king as well i liked lion king and i will watch it again but i would take the animated one oh 100 every day 
Yeah, yeah it's it's a difficult thing they're trying to do with those. And, and one exception, my, this this was been the the mindset around our house. My daughter has been waiting to watch Mary Poppins two or Returns forever because up until just recently you couldn't rent the original Mary Poppins. You could only buy it. And I'm sorry, I'm not paying twenty dollars for a digital copy of a movie that my kids probably aren't going to like yeah but she wanted to watch it before we watch mary poppins returns because mary poppins returns is on netflix right now it's oh, okay. not on disney plus and it won't be until january when right. it comes off of netflix but the original mary poppins is on disney plus so as soon as that's the first thing she watched tuesday when it come out tuesday yeah, yeah. Tuesday. so tuesday when it came out we watched mary poppins and, and she kind of liked it but then later that day or, or yesterday, I can't remember what day it was, we watched Mary Poppins Returns, and I will say it is as good, if not better, than the original. Now, it's not animated, so right. it's different. Yeah, so they don't have to but it's to a good that. example of what you were talking about with Disney taking a story and then expounding on it or taking a tangent with it. Right. It, it was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, you can it. you can just tell when they're free to tell stories. Yeah, like yeah. when they can set their writers and stuff free to do stuff, it's all like they just work magic. It's when they're bound by other stuff that, and so it's gotten to the point where anything if they're recreating anything, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty skeptical that it's going to yeah. be that, that great. Like it's not, and it's again, if it was any other studio making it, you'd be like, oh, that wasn't, I wasn't too bad, but. Like, I hold Disney to a very different Absolutely. standard. Uh, mm-hmm. If I'll go watch a Disney animated film, I hold that to a different standard. Like, we went and watched, uh, like, what was the movie last? Uh, Bigfoot. Uh, like the little Smallfoot? Animated, Smallfoot, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it was okay. But it was a, you know, no knock. I think it was, it was a Illumination or, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the people it's that the make, people like, behind Despicable, Despicable Me. me and, uh, yeah. and they, not that they make bad movies, I just don't hold it to the same standard. Like, right. If it doesn't always hit, I'm just kind of like, eh, whatever. It was a fun cartoon with kids. You know, Disney movies, I expect as a moviegoer, as an adult, to be engrossed in the story, um, attached to characters in some way, shape, or form, and, well, and moved gosh, in some I mean, way. Like, and they just they, do it. They did, that with, they did that with Toy Story so well. Like, yeah. for my generation that had, had grown up watching it, you know, they, they had these little things that they put in there. Oh, yeah. Like, as we've grown up, and some of the things that we've, you know, experienced now, like, they, 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 they slid those in just in the right spots. It was like, oh man, yeah. Um, that's why I was a little disappointed with Toy Story Four. It was, eh, it was just okay. Yeah, like, and there was not, there wasn't a moment in it like there were that that Pixar moment. Yeah, I was like, the same. Always, I was like, where's it going to get me? Yeah. It's going to stab me somewhere. Yeah, and same never, boat as Robbie because after it came out, social media was ablaze with, oh man, right in the fields, you know, I'm wrecked and this and that, whatever. Then Robbie watched it with his family and he told me, you know, I didn't really get it. It didn't work for me. Then a few weeks later, we watched it with the kids, and again, it was good. It's oh, it, yeah, it's it good, perfectly good movie. It didn't do anything. Yeah, no, I I would pick any like of the, the other three cup, yeah, over. <laughs> Toy Story three man had multiple yes. places. Just like oh god, just heart wrenching. So so um, are all of the Marvel uh, like the whole yeah, Marvel pretty much. thing? Like all of them on They're not Disney there Plus? yet. No, most of they them, will be. I don't say most of them are, uh, but like time. Endgame is there, but Infinity War still isn't. Because oh, okay. is it on Netflix still? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, until why. those. Yeah, yeah the only thing holding out are the things that they've got signed stuff with Netflix. Um, yeah. And if like I think on the login screen or something, there's something about stars. Uh, yeah, you get a free trial of stars. Yeah. The reason that is there is because stars had crap. There was some other property of theirs. Stars had the rights to, and so they made a deal with stars to say, "Hey, 
if we can have that back and also be showing it on our on our thing, we'll we'll put a big thing up and do some sort lot, of yeah, and get huh. people onto your yeah. good for them. But that's yeah. the only deal I think they had to strike up to get their content back, and the rest of the Marvel stuff will be. Yeah. I oh, mean, yeah. a ton of it is there. But you know, there's some which there's is some great because who wants to buy a six hundred dollar box set? Right, there's Marvel a couple movies. Iron Mans missing. I think like yeah. Iron Man was there fourth Iron Man or was it just three? No, it was just three. So Iron Man two and three I think are there. So the uh, original Iron Man's still on Netflix. Infinity War, one of the Ant Mans maybe. I believe the second one, but I'm not positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the wa- the one with the wasp. Um, and there's one other. Oh, Ragnarok still so on. So like are Netflix. they going to are they going to take all of these off of Netflix or Yeah, whenever their both? next yeah, whenever cycle they sign a contract is. through. So like how many people are going to cancel Netflix for this? All of them. No. <laughs> uh, you know, I said that earlier. I mean, we were sitting here earlier and I had said that, but then I got to thinking about we we we're just my wife and I are just now getting on the Netflix original bandwagon and we we binged umbrella academy a couple weeks ago and i'm hooked on that next season doesn't drop till late next year but i'm getting into some of their originals i don't think i would want to ditch that yeah and that's that's the reason they started pushing original content real hard like with stranger things doing well Mm -hmm. you know they've they've kind of rallied around that and tried to push tons of original content and that's honestly at the end of the day where i think for anyone else other than disney uh, where you have to win in that space. You know, what's funny about those that I will keep Disney Plus for Marvel and for the older movies and stuff like that. But Disney's original content, like on Disney Channel for the kids and stuff, you know, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse stuff like that, my kids watch. But some of the more mature stuff that my daughter's getting into, we've been watching some stuff on Netflix, and I would rather her watch that. It's more wholesome, more entertaining, and a lot of times better produced content than what she's watching on Disney. I'm impressed. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think the draw for Disney Plus will be, hey, here's all the stuff like as things continue. Like it's not like Disney's gonna stop making movies. Right. So you're still gonna have blockbuster movies, huge releases, Star Wars stuff, all that stuff. So now instead of worrying about how do I rent or do I buy that after it comes out, after it's done at the movies, man, you don't have to worry about any of that stuff anymore. You're gonna have it in your Disney Plus. And then they're going to keep keep doing stuff that's original, like Mandalorian and mm-hmm. other things that, that tie into I guarantee you there will be, like Netflix was doing those Marvel things, like yeah. uh, Daredevil and Punisher and stuff. Those things will start, will start happening on Disney+, Plus mm-hmm. because they're going to want to cultivate a, a fear of missing out mentality around those big properties. So people who are hardcore Marvel fans don't want to miss anything. And so if they create a series... Um, on on Disney Plus, people will go get Disney Plus just for that, and then they might stick around. Yeah, no offense against Netflix, but that though that content should live at Disney. If they're in oh, charge yeah. of creating it, curating it, and they have it all on their platform, it will do so much better. Oh, there's will. been so many Marvel spinoffs and tangents that have, they've just not been great. They yeah. really haven't. Daredevil is so. awesome, though. Yeah, Daredevil. Like if they bring Daredevil back, I'd be so happy. <laughs> I, it's it was such a great series. Um, but I think yeah, I, I think Disney needs to and will continue to make lots of original content. But I mean, you see the same thing happening with uh, uh, Apple TV Plus. Like mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to do. Like they're not even advertising. Watch all your favorite content here. It's like they're just advertising. Here's our and they you right. know they signed up some stellar actors. And Amazon's pushing theirs more and more. Yeah. I mean, every I mean, fifth commercial's Jack Ryan. Yeah, I mean it's so like really at, pushing at, it. At, at what point you know I mean I mean I, I asked the question about people canceling Netflix. Like 
there's just so much good content and and people aren't going to have a subscription to all of these these platforms you know um people share passwords and all that kind of stuff and users um but like who who, like how's this all going to shake out you know like in the next i think in the next like couple Mm. years like are we gonna but like we're, we're, we're it's just like it keeps growing like Two years ago, it was just like Netflix and Hulu, and people watched. And now you've got I think HBO we'll see, Now. I think H- we'll start to see a meld of things because you know you have like YouTube TV, which has been a replacement for cable for a lot of people, and satellite, and it's essentially just cable. It's just streaming cable. Yeah, it's just doing. I it think over the we're going to see an integration of services. So maybe Disney starts offering their own version of YouTube TV, or Google starts offering some. The pro, the thing is, though, you've got Netflix, Amazon, all, and Disney that are all the giants. So they'll if that happens, they'll be the ones that win. What yeah. if what it and feels it, like a little bit is like early days of cable tv yeah yeah it's 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 becoming streaming networks basically so yeah that's exactly early days of tv it was abc nbc cbs and then fox came along and then turner started making tnt and tbs and usa came along and you know bravo and like all these networks started showing up you know it's like hey we're gonna create content we're gonna put it on this thing cable television you know we want to be a channel that's on there we'll sell advertising to make up the cost and boom tv and modern TV, the way we know it, exists, and and that's that's it. Well, instead of cable TV and television and satellites, now the, the thing is the internet. And so here's the internet now is the delivery mechanism, and everyone's spurring off into their yeah. to be their own provider. You know, right. their 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 little networks basically. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean, I, I foresee I like a streaming yeah a streaming cable package like YouTube TV, right. and you can add on add packages. Disney Plus for this or this yep. package or it's whatever. It's no different than the cable TV and, and I think I think these companies are smart enough to understand that they're going to have to play ball together because there's certain things that, you know, Google's never going to have access to Disney's library, but Disney's not going to have access to other things. So right. if they can so play hand-in-hand hand and everybody gets a little piece of the pie, then because I'm not paying for seven different streaming services. Right. And then That's the at problem. the end, well, of all of them, which one would you keep? If you could only have one streaming media Right now it'd service. be Netflix. But I'm cutting YouTube TV in that mix. Oh. Yeah, probably YouTube TV, and that's I think what most people would say. Like whatever they're if they're using you know PlayStation View or uh, what's the other it starts with an S, um, Sling or YouTube TV, whatever. Yeah. Or Direct TV now. Like if you said, hey, cut that out. So you know your local TV programming, your sporting shows, all those things. Like cut that out and keep Netflix, or keep Netflix and cut that out, or you know replace that with Disney Plus or whatever. I guarantee you 90% of people are going to keep their cable television because it's a broader variety. Right. Um, and I can rent movies news. if I really want to watch something. Exactly. And so I think when you're saying people have to play ball, I, they're going to have to figure out how to do so. So right. Disney Plus, HBO Max, Apple, Apple, who knows what Apple will do? You know, they'll probably just say, if you're not rich enough, then you're not going to succeed if you don't have Apple TV+. Plus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Phil Schiller. That's another. That's a, what a that'll jerk. be next week's podcast. Um, and so... Uh, if if what what they're going to have to eventually do is figure out like people aren't going to aren't going to do everything so why don't we work with these people that have the the more core content providers so your cable you don't want to say cable companies but it's kind of that way mm-hmm. uh, your YouTube mm-hmm. TVs of the world and how can we become an add on pack for you like because you don't have to do anything all you have to it's a promo code I mean as a basic web developer I can make that so this isn't a, a difficult business scenario it's not like you have to work hard. You have YouTube TV, you get this promo code, comes via email or whatever, and you use it at one time, and 
now you're signed up for Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean, Verizon's rate. already doing it. They're offering sure. Disney Plus with something that they're, I don't even know what it is. So it might be 5G, who knows? YouTube TV and all your additional services, a la you know, Netflix, HBO Plus, mm-hmm. Disney Plus, were 4 to $5 per, and you could choose which ones you wanted for that period of time. And that makes a lot more sense. And again, looks very much like the cable TV thing yeah. model that we're all in. It's, we're in that model for a reason. And with smart devices, it's all there anyway. Within 24 hours of Disney Plus launching, my smart TV had already updated, and the Disney Plus app is now available in the interfa- the Roku interface. So it's all just it's, it's all just data that's being... Yeah. sent out there you know it's it's it, it feels very much like the same structure just coming at it from a different angle mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 interesting that you know it, it's all just a matter of of value and content like it's funny that that we all you know 10 years ago had these direct tv not maybe not 10 five years ago had these direct tv packages that were 80 90 dollars a month and everybody just paid that and like and some people still do you know and now we have like this vast amount of content with all these different streaming things but it's like you don't want to go spend six dollars here eight dollars here fifteen dollars here and then fifteen dollars here and then fifteen dollars here and then it's like oh well which ones and so and that's like, the thing. If mathematically it makes sense, if I can get four or five different streaming services that give me everything I want, and it's cheaper than going and getting 220 channels from Xfinity or wherever, then yeah, it makes sense. But at what point does it not become cost effective anymore? And yeah. at what point do you look at it and say, well, I really don't need that. I could use that. I mean, we have Hulu. And I've never used Hulu. There's some shows on it that my wife does watch. But at the end of the day, I think we could probably get away with not having a Hulu subscription. And Hulu falls. Joe's looking at me like, what's Hulu? No, <laughs> Hulu falls in a slightly different category. Like, it's, it's its own thing because you can use Hulu Live and basically get YouTube TV, DVR, all that kind of stuff. The same, mm, same that's premise. That's good. <laughs> Gabe just tried the coffee, um, but you can get all that kind of stuff in Hulu. Plus, they have some originals. Yeah, they but do. But they're right? not as hardcore about the originals. They don't have much of a movie so i mean they have a handful of movies but movies, not a yeah. massive like it's just a different little bit of a beast with hulu um i think hulu almost almost gets itself lumped into the youtube tvs and the yeah the, yeah. the uh, direct tv nows you know like hey we want to replace your cable kind of and you before they offered the live stuff and your locals and all that stuff it well i don't i didn't think it was a good replacement at all i mean like their but, whole thing now is like live sports like, oh yeah i mean right. live the commercial it's, free it's just stuff like Hulu, and, yeah. or just like youtube tv their dvr isn't quite as robust last i checked as youtube tvs is like youtube tv is just what unlimited you have like 50 hours or something like that which is still a lot um and i don't remember if there's any benefits i want to say roku at one time had a little bit better channel selection uh, but I think since see, YouTube Roku, added, Roku's doing what you're talking about. Roku, I'm sorry. Um, oh. uh, Hulu TV. I would say Roku is actually doing what you're talking about, though, because we, we bought a new TV a couple months back just because Sam's had a great deal on it, and it's a Roku TV. Of course, we have the Chromecast on it, but with the built-in Roku, no, uh, the built-in Roku app, they have all of these streaming services built into the Roku interface. So like, like I said, Disney plus just showed up. I just clicked log in and it's all right yeah. there. So Roku's so it's giving you, it's, it's getting into the content management system yeah. uh, aspect of it instead of the, Hey, we want, we want to sell you our unique service that you can't oh, get no, anywhere Roku, else. Roku wants no, to be like, like Hey man, you guys want to jump in? Come on, we're here. You know, Google play movies is on there. I logged in on that. So now anything I have in my library, my, 
not it's right there we don't have to cast uh, I mean, we love our chromecast but honestly we don't use it that much youtube's on the tv already and, and yeah i it's mean super easy we're in a we're in a weird place with streaming media for sure right now it's just a an interesting an interesting I don't season, I think. And some of these things like this stuff still got to change for a while too. Like Disney plus entering the market, I think is only going to push everyone to be like, Oh crap. If, if someone else other than Netflix can do this, well maybe Apple TV plus would be kind of cool. Maybe HBO plus max plus go <laughs> HBO you can't, now. You can't now? put, you can't HBO, put max there's HBO there. go and HBO now. And I don't quite know what the difference is. Okay. This has always been a little confusing, but I think HBO now is like their main one that you can use. I like my like Xfinity app though, because there's, I can, there's certain things that I can watch at home anytime I want, but I can't watch them on my phone because it's not available on the stream app, <laughs> yeah. but I can watch it on home on demand, but they did just up Xfinity. Give them credit. they now have cloud DVR. And it's okay. pretty sweet, and it's unlimited. It's, Welcome to the 21st yeah. century, Good Xfinity. job, Good job guys. You made it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, there's so many moving parts in different ways, and people are trying stuff, and like, well, that didn't work. And you know, YouTube came out, and they wanted to be super bullish about a $35 a month pricing scheme. They realized real quick as the green <laughs> youngster, you know, that it didn't. It's just not that easy, and it costs a little bit more. And people aren't okay with just ditching handfuls of networks, and so. They added what needed to be added, and they said they feel like they're going to keep their pricing structure at 50 bucks, which I still think for the amount of content you're getting and unlimited DVR and the flexibility of yep. YouTube TV, it's fantastic. I, mean, I, I love it, and I love the fact that it's half of what I was paying DirecTV forever, and we just paid it. It was just like, well, that's what you got to pay for you know, the cable or whatever, and, and now it's that's gone, you know, and it's 50 bucks a month, and you know, we share it with different people. I mean, heck, we share like the, the family account is shared with, with Joe and it's shared with, uh, you know, a handful of other people. And then, and that's okay. It's not like, Oh, here's my password. You can use it every once in a while if you want to, you know, it's, it's legit. Like I can share it and we can split that cost. And so, I mean, there's some really cool things about YouTube TV, about streaming TV, not just the price that's attractive, like the flexibility it offers over standard TV. I just don't think the model of standard TV in that way is going to go anywhere anytime soon. Like people still need local yeah. news. You know, you need the weather channel and, and sure stuff that exists on networks like USA, TBS, TNT, um, what are the, the fix it up channels, uh, HGTV, mm. discovery Food network, ne all of those things, those specialized networks could 100% live on, a Netflix or a Hulu. Well, uh, Disney and, and owns could. Nat Geo, and I, I didn't right. I didn't realize that till yeah, we got that. That's app. another thing. Nat Disney Geo's Plus. on there because my oh my gosh, my kids, like my daughter loves uh, Doctor Pole, the veterinarian. She loves yeah. that, but it, it's all right there on mm -hmm. Disney Plus. And so, I mean, can can we see a, a model where you know it becomes lucrative enough for these guys to be like, hey, it's part of our pack, streaming package. You get Nat Geo and HGTV and blah blah blah. You know, that's we we own them, and you can only get them with us. And then that starts to become a real issue because, well, crap! Yeah. Now none of these other guys can. Like, I think we're just we're in the middle of the disruption right now. Uh, we're in the middle of this is, if you remember, around two thousand two thousand one. This is Napster. Like, yeah, Napster has invaded. Everyone's scrambling to figure out now how how does this new model help me make money still? Because at the end, it's a money machine, right? And that's what and and that's the thing that they're going to have to figure out. Because I remember when when cable packages started expanding and you could buy different packages with different channels and stuff. Everybody always wanted just a la carte TV. 
Like I want to pick the exact channels that I want, nothing more, nothing less. And that's just not a thing. You can't do that no. because with that comes other channels and you can't have this unless you buy that because you have so many people in the mix that own networks and own original content. And it's just, I don't think it'll ever get to that point no, where you can it, do that, it but they've ignorance. got to figure out a way to play together to offer uh, a sustainable cost friendly method for people to get what they want without a bunch of guard. I mean, you're always going to have, I guarantee you we have channels we never watch and you're sure. always going to have that, but keep it to a minimum, you know? Yeah. And it was the, the blissful ignorance back then too, of thinking like, Oh, HGTV, it's its own thing. Like, no, it's not. No. It's, it's in a group of channels, you know, yeah, this like is, what A&E, who owns A&E? Um, and that discovery yeah, is that whole group. Yeah. They're, um, I mean, there are all kinds of stuff. And so they're all they're all bundled in like four or five channels that people know. And then there's the channels like True TV wasn't a thing a few years ago. Like it may have been, but nobody watched anything on it. But they finally had a few shows that broke out. Adam ruins everything. Uh, uh, Impractical Jokers and you know some of these shows that have caught on. But when you stop and think about it, like True TV, imagine them as just a um, a Netflix. Like, imagine them as a company like Netflix. They just don't have the infrastructure, the know-how, the money to go and, and launch a streaming platform and figure out how to market it and stuff. So they go, uh, okay, uh, Turner, we have this idea for a, you know, a, a, a set of channels, and, and this particular channel is going to have this kind of content on it. We think people are going to like it. And Turner goes, eh, okay, you know, we'll market you. And then Turner gets to decide where they want to distribute that right. thing. Like, that's the part of the model that could get upended, but it won't it still won't change. Like if anything, like Turner would launch its own streaming platform. Like this is, you know, Turner plus <laughs> whatever. Right, and then everything gets even more fragmented. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I, I, I believe there's a possibility we could end up there for a little while yeah. as this thing, oh, yeah, definitely. as we Napster it out, you know, like we might get there for a little bit because again, I think everyone's just in this mode of like, well, let's try this. Let's see what happens here. Cause it's been disrupted. Yeah. Especially when you're scrambling. looking at the Netflix and the Amazons who now have their own studios. Right. Yeah. Because I can't watch Jack Ryan anywhere, but exactly. Amazon prime. I have to have an Amazon prime membership to do that. Right. You know, there's, I can't watch umbrella Academy. I can't. So, and there, it may always be that way to a degree. I, I don't know. Because from, from their standpoint, if I was creating my own content as an original, I would not then want to distribute it to other platforms because then you're just back into the old way of doing things. Exactly. It's, I'm going to make a movie and then sell it where or whoever wants to buy it. Right. And, and maybe that's where we're in. Maybe we're going full circle. I don't know. And it could. It could very much yeah. go right back. Just it, all, the only thing that changes is instead of going over the airwaves, it's going over the internet. Like, right. And that's it. But I think further disruption is going to happen before that happens because ultimately then cable companies would have to step back and be like, okay, forget the stuff over the air. We're going to keep doing the stuff over the air, but we've completely restructured. And Xfinity's kind of doing this a little bit, but we've completely restructured and had to restructure our deals with all these people because now they're all individual streaming networks which is all within their right to go do if they want like NBC and CBS for their primetime stuff could just go and say, Hey, you got to go get our app and pay us five bucks a month if you want it. Which by you know, the way, they gamble. Yeah. Kudos yeah. to Xfinity. I went into exchange my gateway the other day for the new X fire router, uh, pixel four ads everywhere inside the store. Oh, yeah. Cause, cause Xfinity is a mobile, has their own mobile company now. So, <laughs> but yeah, pixel four, well, no iPhone stuff anywhere. Just, 
Hey, yeah, you get the new a, Pixel 4 on Xfinity Mobile. You need a mobile. clear sign that the, that, that whole industry is being upended right now. There you go. Xfinity is selling cell phones. Because, wow. <laughs> I mean, what, two years ago, the Pixel was exclusive to Verizon and oh, yeah. unlocked. And now you can walk into your local Xfinity Comcast. Comcast. Yeah, what used to be a cable store. Yeah. You know, now they've moved into internet. Being an internet provider probably is their primary thing. Yeah, and definitely. Now they're getting into, you know, being a cell phone provider. That's yeah. an MBNO of Verizon. Which is brilliant because unless you turn it off, everyone that has a gateway in their house also has a, Becomes a, like a, little, a beacon yeah. for their Wi Fi. Yeah. yeah so. That's a whole different story. But yeah, yeah what a, they're doing there is pretty cool. Mine's turned we, off we, if we, you plan on driving by my we house. We went into this on a on an episode. Uh that yeah, was when we couple, talked about weeks yeah, ago. Comcast's whole like Wi Fi nodes and yeah. using people's Wi Fi like that's it's their attack at it. But anyway, yeah. yeah it again this it all reeks of a, a, an industry that's being completely disrupted right well now. yeah and, and it's like you've got these yeah I mean, and, and like we've said you've got these companies that are just tr- trying out things and saying okay uh we're, we're just going to get all these deals to have all these old shows you know we're going to get the office and we're going to get all this right. we're going to put all this out there but then they're like oh darn like people want out something else we need right. to figure out these original shows and now they're like just doing all that and then everybody else has got to come in and figuring it out and that's that's the that's the brilliant thing about disruption is 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 you don't have to have it all completely figured out. Like right. there's the, the the beauty of the internet is that you can do this sort of thing and try out these different things. And it's just interesting to me that you've got so many options now as consumers. And that's kind of what I was getting at a little bit ago. Like you've got, I mean, you could potentially have $80 worth of subscriptions, you know, right. if, you, if you have a subscription to this and, oh, well, I really want Disney Plus now, so I'm going to get that. Oh, well, maybe I'll just do their bundle that has this, you know, and it's well, like, think about that's it. the and cool you start, thing, though, you start is adding up. Be, because this is all surrounding a consumer-driven market, the things that they try when they don't work, then they have to adapt have and change results, and, yeah. and overcome that. And then at the end, that benefits the consumer because no company is going to go, oh, well, we're just going to do it this way regardless, and then no one buys their product and then they're out of business. Exactly. They have to adapt to the consumer well and like can you imagine this like i think about this a lot with the streaming media and piecemealing everything like what i mean what if we got to the point where even local news channels so we're in the louisville market so wave three whas what if those chan those people even got to the point where hey our offerings an online one for two bucks a month yeah you have our all the local anything that's local uh because again it comes down to it, a lot of times what's holding people on to CBS and ABC and stuff like that is local news. Yeah. I mean, heck, guys, you can stream that stuff over the Internet for nothing these days. And so what happens, like what kind of mold gets broken when local news channels start going, you know what, we we don't need to worry about sticking with paying these cable providers. Our people can get to our stuff in a different way, pay us in a different way. Once that gets disrupted... You know, there are sitcoms and dramas and everything getting made on all kinds of other places. So Hulu and Amazon and Disney. And and so it's not this de facto, I have to go see what NBC is going to put out as their dramas this year. Like maybe I, maybe I don't watch NBC dramas or NBC comedies because there's comedies on other streaming right. networks. So now all of a sudden, like we have this locked in mentality that, well, those are on cable. You know, that's those are my local channels and all that kind of stuff. I, that, that feels a bit like an antiquated way of thinking that's like one of the last you know uh rivets in mm, in this right. whole tent thing not falling down and i don't know how it would end up 
falling down, but I think if the local news element could was also yeah. piecemealed yeah. and streamed, right? Where yeah, I think it's, it it's local and news sports. and then region, and regional events. You yeah, know, regional if, sporting. I, I need stuff. to be able to turn on my TV and watch the Kentucky Derby because right. I live in Louisville and I want to watch it. But I mean, most right. of those are nationally televised. You just have to work around blackouts and regional stuff. Right. But yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. If these local news things just get most of them already have apps, all that stuff. Oh yeah, you just shift to this mindset of if you live in alaska and you want local louisville news log on to our app and you pay a subscription for a dollar 99 what if a company comes along like i don't know tune in or iheart radio and starts saying hey we're gonna go to local news places you can stream whatever local news you want from our app right and so for five bucks a month you have access to all local newses (laughs) you know in in whatever region you want whatever you want as long as they're on iheart tv you know, and then and they get their cut because the local news, their their money comes from advertising anyway. Sure. You know, the local Fox News syndicate here in Louisville, they probably rely 80 to 90% of their revenue is their salespeople going out and selling. Generating, yeah. It's the same thing. They're going to sell advertising just like they would on a radio or if they're watching it in yep. an app. You just put the advertising there instead of on the tele, whatever. You it know? Is, it, it's interesting to think about that part falling apart and yeah. not falling apart in a bad way, Changing. but like just moving yeah. to different, cause I think that would upend the whole, like, well, of course you're going to watch whatever's on NBC or CBS. Like, no, that's old thinking. That's, that's, these are the only channels we have. So whatever they serve us, that's what we're going to be excited about watching. Well, that doesn't even make any sense if you think about it. Now. Right. Like, there's not, and I'm not saying there's not good content on those channels. Like I love watching the blacklist for instance, you know, and I, I like what, like the good place has been awesome uh, on NBC. So they are still clearly attracting talent, great writing, all that stuff. But you're slowly, but surely seeing that talent, that writing, that production value go to different places. Like, right. And that's hey, the we're thing. Take these, our stuff the, and we're going to go to Netflix. Especially when you look at these, because we were just talking about the mass singer earlier, my wife and I watch it, but you have shows like the voice and Americans, America, all those kinds of shows. They have a more progressive internet feel to them. Anyway, these should be streaming shows. hundred oh, percent. They could break free from the network you know mindset super easily and maybe maybe they help maybe they're the vessel for that because right i could totally see shows like that being original content on a netflix or a yeah. disney or a whatever yeah. you know so um so to so to bring this thing full circle if someone is listening to all this and they're like wow they're like what's the point of all this <laughs> it's so broken <laughs> uh, well everyone if, just canceled their cable yeah, you're yeah. welcome yeah if someone did, if someone did cancel their cable and they're ready to go uh, get disney plus um, six ninety nine a month or yep. sixty nine ninety nine for the year. Yeah. Um, the bundles are coming; they're not available yet. Uh, the but bundles, they're doing a brilliant thing there too. Like in your account in Disney Plus, you can just, you can just switch to a bundle and just yeah. like switch it in there. Yeah, and, yeah. and that throws what ESPN Plus, and Hulu, uh, and Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, but it's Which, Hulu with ads, right? I think like yeah, uh, it's like uh, the yeah. Hulu basic. Yeah, and I wonder like there I. I I had wrote an article on this a month or so ago. I haven't dug back into it. I wonder if they're going to have like an upgrade even within there to go like to a higher bundle price that it, that includes ad free. I can't remember. It'd be ad-free nice. Hulu, I know like, they didn't at first. They didn't yeah. say that, but it'd be yeah. nice to be able to do that. Cause I know a lot of people uh, like the ad free. Yeah. Uh, Hulu. And then you've got, uh, and then you've got, uh, 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 Chromecast basically everywhere. I was going to say Netflix. You've got Netflix everywhere. What the yeah, heck Chromecast are you talking about? works with everything. I don't think I was, of, of all the new stuff coming out, I don't think, I'm assuming Apple TV 
I haven't tried Apple TV Plus yet. From what I understand, they they do have a full browser thing. I need to sign up and just try it. Yeah. Um, but you can go on your browser. So ostensibly on a Chromebook, you can go watch Apple TV Plus content, which mm-hmm. is a very un-Apple thing to do, but it's a non-stupid move. Right. Um, a lot of times they'll do stuff that I'm just like, look, yeah. I, I get it. They're Apple. They're just going to go do that. But this is one of those times I don't think they can afford to do that. Yeah, There's I mean, not enough gotta, people with an Apple you've, TV. Yeah, and you've because gotta, and you've got to have a good web player. Yeah, because the cast platform has become so widely used, not just in – it's probably used more outside of Google's products than it is you know, just yeah. people with a Chromecast. How many TVs and speakers and things have cast built in? It's, right. It, they shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, to not a, not allow that. So if you've got uh, oh, wow, you, so I'm reading this. This is I uh, I'm not sure. Let's see. It looks what? like from the web player mm-hmm. you can cast for uh, uh, Apple, Apple TV Plus. Interesting. How That'd be good. I mean, that? they should they should do that. Um, but you've got you've got similar similar functionality with uh, Disney Plus here. Um, you can cast it from the from the web, and then you basically. Android, iOS, yeah, you know, you, you've got you've got cast built in everywhere for, on day yeah, one, which is which, is, which, which is, is really awesome. Yeah, which is really dope. You you ran into a couple issues with the Android app on Chromebooks. Yeah, it seems they resizing issues. Worked. I don't know if it was a server side fix that they did because uh, when it first launched and I was opening it on Chromebook, I opened and closed it many times and had all kinds of issues. Like it was just opening phone size yeah. and black bars on the left and right. So. And the the problematic thing there wasn't so much like, oh, well, they just need to fix this. I'll use the web player. Well, there's a lot of people that really want to be able to download content. So they need to download a movie or two for a plane ride. And the only way to do that, no one has cracked that for web players for whatever reason. I'm sure DRM plays into that and all that stuff. But uh, apps allow for much easier control over over those uh, packages as they're downloaded. So it's like, well, cool. Chromebooks offer a unique flexibility here. You know, we you can use the web player, but you can also put the Android app on here and use the app. From what I read, there's no other desktop platform that can do that. And so everyone that's on a desktop is using the web player. You get on your small device to use the app. Chromebooks get to use both, whichever one you want. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take yeah. that, Apple. Yeah, but <laughs> we win. They're so simple, though. Gosh, I just don't feel creative. You're a little test taker there. Yeah, that's all it does. That's all I can do on it. Is take tests. I won't succeed. It sucks. <clears throat> um, and so, um, but interestingly, like there was a conundrum because it was like, okay, well, I can I can download to my Android app on my Chromebook, but I can't get it to go bigger than like a phone size screen in the middle of my screen. So Same it's like, crap, it's no good. A <laughs> uh, friend of ours reached out and said, hey, you know, I noticed, I read your article, but uh, after I closed it and opened it back up, it worked okay. And lo and behold, that, that worked for me. So the the Android app now resizes properly on the Pixel Slate when I, I logged into it because uh, I was trying to see if I could get it to fire up 4K because um, there's no controls. You can't tell it to only do 4K. And uh, but it's the closest thing I had around to a 4K screen. Uh, logged into that uh, Chrome OS device, uh, downloaded the app, installed it, opened it, worked fine, right out of the gate, no closing and opening. But then turned around and installed it on another different Chromebook uh, and had the small screen thing. But I was attached to an external display, so I don't know if there's some hiccup there the first time mm-hmm. you open. If there's an external display, and it could be a bug. I don't know. Whatever. Um, just you know, close it, open it, it'll work and downloading works fine. They have not uh, put the stuff in place yet in the app for you to be able to choose. Uh, the The option is there. So like on your phone probably it would work. But on the Chromebooks, the um, 
for it to be able to ask, hey, can you use the local storage on this device and, and choose? There's a setting in there where you can click it, and it's just grayed out. But eventually, if they'll open that up, just like Netflix on yeah. a Chromebook, you'll be able to click it and say, hey, I want to put it on my SD card. And so you can throw a you know, 500 gig SD card in there and download to your heart's content. And because my wife asked the other day, well, what keeps me from taking that and giving it to somebody? Every one of those movies has a particular uh, token on it. Mm -hmm. It's only going to work with your account. So you you could take it to another one as long as you're logged into that Disney plus, but uh, outside of that, that, it's not going to work anywhere. That's old school stuff right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's old school stuff. But um, eventually I would assume that's, that's going to come on Chromebooks too. Like uh, they'll get enough complaints about that. I'm sure. Yeah. Download Um, Netflix stuff on a Chromebook is the best. Yeah, it's, uh, awesome. it's it's nice to be able to do that stuff. Um, I don't know. It doesn't appear with the Android app. I don't think it's it's sort of tell because it doesn't tell you what the bit rate is on anything. But like I know there are some DR, there are DRM issues with um, Netflix and Hulu wide maybe. Oh, it's uh, the wide stuff. Uh, but there's D- DRM stuff where it won't go up. Like you can't get 4K. Yeah, that that's um, the because Chrome OS Android on Chrome OS at this point doesn't have the wide vine level one certification or whatever it right. is. And that's what allows for 4k content, right? It's not a hardware issue. It's a certification issue. And we've seen some stuff about it. I think it's coming. Uh, there might be a device out now that can do it. I'm not sure, but, but so far, like yeah. uh, streaming it on any Chromebook, like <clears throat> definitely getting 1080p. Like I know right. I've heard people complain of only getting 720 on certain things, but at least with Disney Plus, like you can just tell, like yeah. you can tell when if you're looking at 1080p. It's yeah, if you're on a crisp. 720 display, it's going to get 720. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, on this, on this, uh, uh, the Pixelbook Go, you yeah, know, it's it was clear. Like watching the Mandalorian, it's like yeah, that's definitely 1080p. It's it's super duper sharp and yeah. crisp, both in the web player and in in the Android app too. I, I wish they would. Uh, uh, I wish they would add some some controls in Disney I do Plus. Too. For, I do too. for quality that'd be interesting um, they need to do that just so you know because like, like at my house I, I, we i was uh you had written up an article and i was writing up another article about um chromecast and you know uh, uh how it's going to work and everything and um it appears that it's 4k at home with my 4k tv in my chromecast ultra but I can't. I have no way of verifying that. Right. I like. I got real, real close to the TV, and it looks good. So, <laughs> well, and that's the problem. Like even most 4K TVs scale up 1080p pretty effectively, right? Like, right. To make it look pretty good. So, I'm so like, it's like, is it is it actually 4K? And honestly, at the end of the day, let's be honest. If you're sitting on your couch and it doesn't bother you looking at it, it's fine. Get over it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like if I don't notice it and it doesn't bother me, I don't care if it's 1080 or. 1440 like who cares does it look good then your eyes probably can't honestly even tell the difference really so yeah yeah, we have a 4k tv and i've never once thought oh this channel looks horrible compared to that channel or this right and we have a 1080p like 55 inch and it probably looks just like ours super crispy looking (laughs) and because we bought a 4k tv and put it in there and it was back before there was a ton of 4k content and and I just remember looking at it going, well, heck there's nothing in 4k anyway and i finally got something to load up in 4k and was looking at it like it doesn't look any different because you can't tell like the screen has, there's a whole thing online you can look at based on the screen size. I think like with a 55 inch television, you'd have to be inside four foot of the screen to tell the difference. Like the human and you eye shouldn't can't make sit it out. that close to your television. Well, like, I'm not going <laughs> to sit that close to it. I'm not like, you know, my eyes aren't going to fall out or whatever, I but sit you know, right like, in front of my TV to watch like, shows. 
<laughs> like, like like a little kid, like a cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at everywhere. I think mine's fifty five. I don't even remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it something is. like that. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, I have to sit within four feet to watch. My uh, four we were watching TV. something the other day though, and I'm not sure where. I know where the setting is in this one. The TV in the office is my old, our old TV, and it has a lip sync setting. Yeah. My new TV has it. I just don't know where it's at, and the lip sync was off by a fraction of a second in the Not show the we were watching last night. Drove me insane, and I, I can't find it. <laughs> I've, I, I, I'm assuming, or is it just like when when the it's just barely off? Is everything yeah, about it? Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, it, it was happening last night with Disney Plus. I, I normally really? just pause it. And wait a second, and play again, and it normally syncs back up. Yeah, with with streaming, like, it's usually you can usually refresh or whatever. But this was just straight cable oh, running really? in yeah. through the HDMI, and I don't. It's never done it. It just it drove me crazy, and I, I was reading online how to fix it. I've just got to figure out how to find my way around yeah. in the settings there. So I fully intended for us to take a break there at some point, and uh, and we didn't. So <laughs> so we're so just, we're just that excited just about Disney Plus. We're just going to keep rolling here. We're the just streaming keep wars because it's coming. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It, well, I think we're in it right now. Um, so um, <laughs> I mean, we've talked for an hour about it. So I think <laughs> yeah, I think there's something to be said here. Um, well, we're just really weird. No, yeah. Who knows? Well, that that too, but. Uh, <laughs> So let's talk just for a minute or two about Stadia because um, it's coming next week, this week. Oh, my gosh. When's it launching? This Is it this Friday? Next, no, next Tuesday. 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 Yeah, so so the, the service is getting launched next week. So next week's podcast is honestly probably going to be all about Stadia. So I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, but there was an AMA this week, kind of the last one before launch. Um, we got some more details. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name that did it. I can't pronounce oh, his name. Whatever. Somebody Was from that guy. <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Oh, somebody from. Name, yeah. s- s- someone. Someone. Uh, actually, s- he brought a couple people. So there's actually multiple oh, okay. people answering. Uh, right from the Stadia team. Now, yeah. like this is this was a legit AMA you know, and officially officially Stadia folks uh, that you know are in a position to talk about these things and. Yeah, there's there's some stuff going around even this morning. There's some the, some articles kind of that are going out dogging them a little bit because you know not everything's going to be available at launch. And I, I do kind of wish they would have said we're soft launching or we're launching the beta or something like that. The truth is, all of us who have gone in as Founders Edition members of Stadia. We're all beta testers. Yeah, I mean we're yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean it's Google. Yeah, <laughs> it's just we just wanted to have it when it was there. Exactly, and they knew that. I'm sure they knew people would jump on it and want to try it. So, a the list of games came out on the keyword, and it's lower than expected. Uh, there were there are 24 games that will come out by the end of the year. Only 10 at launch, right? Um, and then the rest, the other 14, say later in 2019, which. The, Silver lining there is we only have like six weeks left in 2019. Right. So. And, and well, somebody made the point too. I think Cyberpunk and one other title they aren't releasing until 2020 anyways. Right. So right, they're not going to come to Stadia. It's first. not like Google's keeping it off their platform. It's just not going to be available yet. Yeah, and like mm-hmm. Doom Eternal got pushed back a little bit because they were working mm-hmm. on something. But um, the good news is like Mortal Kombat 11 will be out day of, and that's an important one just because it's a fast, twitchy type title. Like there needs to be a few of those that and some multiplayer stuff. Uh, yeah, so Destiny. Yeah. Destiny was the big, that was the poster child when they announced right. um, Stadia. So good Kyle thing. Kyle Bradshaw, that's, coming for you. <laughs> yeah, I've never played Destiny. I don't even know what, what 
what we're going to what we're supposed to do but i'm Emperor excited Joe, <laughs> farming simulator that one's gonna be out at launch right no that's later oh is it yeah. oh yeah. sorry darn uh, yeah no it's a bummer uh, i crack sorry. on joe but i grew up on a farm i'm, so I'm sorry just, for all of you uh farming I'm, people I, clearly out there. there's a lot of people interested in it no, i just I'm, want the I'm, controller that was I'm it logitech that makes that big no, controller the whole gear yeah, they've got like a simulator. bulldozer steering wheel thing that they make it's fascinating so apparently this is a lot bigger um genre than than we're aware of because 100 percent. like once i started seeing all that stuff i was like oh okay this is uh hey this is legit roy roy um let's see i've got the game list pulled up here what else is there gonna be so assassin's creed odyssey that seems like a given that was the when they did the beta test the uh, st- whatever they called the project stream yes was with assassin's yeah, was creed fun uh so destiny 2 comes with the founders edition guilt i don't know what that is just dance 2020 uh, guilt was that i don't remember, I don't remember. it's like Mortal Kombat 11 i'll probably buy that because that would be a fun <laughs> one for lunch yeah get in and beat each other up uh, the other one I'm considering is Red Dead Redemption 2 because uh, apparently the multiplayer on it's pretty amazing and the game itself is supposed to be awesome. Thumper, Tomb, like three different versions of Tomb Raider like in one thing. Really? Uh, Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Definitive Edition. And then Samurai Showdown. So those are the ten games that will be available on Tuesday. What they also outlined, the, one of the big questions in the AMA was, you know, are these shipping dates in the in the Google Store right? Like are these real yeah. Uh, yeah, they're real. Um, they're obviously estimations, uh, but if I'm looking in my order history right now, mine says delivered 20th, 21st. Yeah, that's what mine and says. We got it pretty early. I mean, it. it I remember watching the launch thing. Uh, we we ordered house. ours on the couch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it probably wasn't an hour after the thing was over um, that we ordered, if that. So we were super early. Um so that's saying, and it's saying delivered by the 20th. So that'll probably have to ship on the 18th, 19th. Yeah. So the good news is there's good news, bad news. Good, good news is as soon as your stuff ships, you get your invite code. So you can start playing immediately on a, a Mac or a Chromebook or a windows device or something like that. Um, you won't be able to play on your phone because you need the controller. So you'd need the hardware to get it. Obviously you're not going to be able to play on a Chromecast. They did unveil, um, if you have a Chromecast, like Joe has a 4K Chromecast Ultra. If I took my Stadia controller over there right now, the firmware is not updated on his Chromecast to take advantage. They said you need to use the one that comes in the box uh, out of the gate because it's already got the firmware on it. We'll be rolling the new firmware out within the next week or so. So you need to know that if you've got a 4K uh, Chromecast You're already. You're like, oh, I already have an Ultra. Right. I'm just going to play with that. And yeah. The cool thing is if, if you've got the Founders Edition, you're getting an Ultra. Just swap them out. Use that one instead. Uh, the other one will get an update uh, to take advantage of it. Buddy codes aren't going to roll out for like two weeks after uh, from what they said. So it's not going to be... That was kind of a bummer because I was like, man, day one, I'm going to go ahead and get... Like Joe didn't order it, so I was going to go ahead and give him buddy code so we can jump in and do something. Um, that won't even work for the three of us to play anything off the, off the bat. Even if I had a buddy code... Well, no, it would work if we had a buddy code. So since we don't, like, you'll just have to experience it through whatever. So, like, hopefully they'll ship on Tuesday, then I'll get the invite code. We can go ahead and start day one, start messing with the the service. Because ultimately, I'm I'm most interested in playing on on a Chromebook anyway. Um, So I'm not too bummed about the hardware not getting there. You know, there's commentary around all of this, like, 
it feels a little bit like other console launches. You know, yeah. I remember when the Switch launched and we went and got in line and it wasn't for sure just because I pre-ordered that I was going to get mine on day one. It happened that the Target I pre-ordered mine from got enough, I got mine. It wasn't guaranteed it just because I pre-ordered it. Same idea here. Yeah. But Stadia isn't a physical console, so that kind of feels weird. I get that there are production issues with a controller, and there shouldn't be with a Chromecast Ultra at this point. There's plenty of those in the market. So that's that's a cop-out. The controller... You've had long enough. Sorry. Yeah, and they went into depth about what the amount of work that went into this controller. This controller's been around, fabricated. It's You have them. So it's one of two things. Google's bungling this like they do just about every launch, or they're using the same tactics Nintendo and Xbox and Sony do of going, here it is, guys, limited availability. And you do that for a little while, and it increases that fear of missing out, and people are buzzing about it, and reading stuff online and going, God, I wish I want to try it so bad. And it just increased it. Like there is a psychological phenomenon that happens. It's the reason why these companies do this stuff. It just feels a little sideways with a digital platform. Yeah. I wonder if it's a combination of the two. It, it could be. I just, <laughs> yeah. at this point, they, they announced the thing so far back and those controllers were ready to roll back then. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've had them at game shows and stuff like that. It over was the months. weird. It was weird. They've that had they, them. It, so it, it, it that, was that weird that they didn't issue. have them at the event though. It was weird that they didn't. I mean, they had the ones that were like the, they were connected to the blocks. And yeah, you couldn't, and you were, set and couldn't hold touch them. them. So maybe yeah, they were in production issues. I, I mean, I was talking to someone who knows the guy who was in charge of those setups they had. Where was that? Germany that they had the setup? The first one? Yeah, yeah. Germany, Gamescon. Yeah, Gamescon and all that. And it's, it was a huge deal because they had a local server set up as a backup in case the server that it was running off of over the internet failed. So it wasn't like it was a small thing. And I'd say they probably just didn't have the bandwidth or the space to do it at the Google event, or maybe they just didn't want to mess with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, that wasn't the center. Because they didn't want to set it up event. and hook to the internet at the event space, and it just Yeah, crashed. and the hands-on area at, that, at those uh, hardware events... <laughs> Is a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine the line that would have been there. <laughs> I may or may not have gotten yeah. a little flustered trying to film. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they I, put the Chromebooks in uh, the blistering like, sun. Yeah. It was great. I'm like, how am I supposed to film this? Come on, Google. <laughs> think through. They Just put a think black, about it. They put a black Chromebook in the, in the brightest area there. I was like, yeah. oh, it wasn't just like, hey, Indirect sunlight. Right. Yeah, it was great. No, they it had them hanging. The yeah, they had them hanging from like fishing wire, <laughs> surrounded by plexiglass, and the only way to get a direct shot at them was, was pointing directly at a ginormous glass wall yeah. that was yeah. bathed in sunlight. Yeah. it was perfect. It Joe was, was Joe was, was in so heaven. Happy. Yeah. As I say great. to my girlfriend, I'm I'm cool as a cucumber. And she yeah. says, No, you're as hot as a jalapeno. His eyes were twitching. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I was sweating, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Good times. Good yeah. So, but they, I'm I'm not surprised that they didn't do the hands on demo there. Because it just because you know everybody wanted would oh, want yeah. to try oh, it. Oh yeah. It would have derailed not, like, most of the but other. But why stuff. not do appointments and let the people that kind of cover it go yeah. in and do it? Yeah, like, I it would have been smart, I oh, think. Oh man. But, but we'll we'll know us. we'll know more next week. Yeah, and I, I can't. Remember. I don't think that's about the the main things from the AMA. Yeah. was that you know the game list isn't going to be as extensive. Well, uh, I mean, it's not going to get out to everybody you know, day one. But you um, were talking about the Switch launch. I mean, how many games were there available for the Switch? Oh launch? yeah, Switch came out. And I remember there was Zelda. Uh, <laughs> well, Splatoon. Like, Splatoon two came. I might have. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I got it launch day. 
I want to yeah. say there's four titles, maybe, yeah. maybe five. Yeah. So they're coming out with ten. So again, I don't know. In my head, I was like, well, yeah, but this isn't. It's a on norm- the internet. This isn't a normal it's console. On the internet. They can do whatever right. they want. However, I watched a very informative video. A, a oh yeah, guy what? that I've never seen. What was before. that channel? Let's give them a uh, shout out. Yeah, let me do that. Let me find that. But because I, I was, he, I was sitting and he working just on a video. Published this. I looked at the date. It was like two weeks ago. Yeah. So it's a super new video. Um. Yeah, you were sitting and listening to it, and it's, I was kind of overheard it's, it, and I'm like, dang, minutes. this is like super in-depth. Um, um, of course, I'm going to have a hard time finding it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we can put it in the show notes if yeah, you can't find it. Yeah, that's probably what we'll do, because I can't remember. I mean, the guy's got like three and a half million subscribers, so it's not like it's some... Um, but was he a specifically gaming channel, or was he No, like he's a, more of a... Oh, there it is right there. Adam Savage's Tested. Oh, Adam Savage. He's from... Uh, uh, Oh man, what was the show? They used to blow stuff. Yeah, that's it. Mythbusters. Is that they, him? No, it's not. Not him in this, unless really? he maybe he gets other people to, to go do, do interviews. Stuff? Like this is his. Oh, let's, let's interesting. Click, let's click his channel let's just real see quick. What we got here. Yep, that's Adam Savage. Dang. I knew I knew the there name. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the the he doesn't gym. need our shout out. No, <laughs> no, no, he can get a he can get so a shout the out. The guy, guy in the video yeah. was Norm or Joey, I guess, because at the top the pin video it's Adam Savage talking to the guy that was talking to the stadia dude. So I guess he's got a, a little crew that he sends. Yeah, cool. So that, well, that makes way more sense as to how this guy got this because he's talking with two of the big guys at Stadia and they do a deep thirty minute interview. Anyway, I said all that because in the middle of that interview. Um, Two things. Um, it shows him at length playing Stadia on a phone, probably a Pixel. Um, but it's got a little claw yeah. thing on it. Well, they announced that at AMA, too, that they're going to have an official, it's called a Claw. Um, and um, you'll be able to buy it for so how much ever. It's Inspector called, Gadget? Claw? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a claw thing that uh, clamps yeah. under the controller, and it's called... Uh, the claw, the claw. <laughs> yeah. um, but that way it gives you. Because I was wondering about that. Like, yeah, we, were, we talked about that. Like, yeah, how's that going to work? Set it down on the table. So they've created a claw. It's expandable. It's going to hold multiple phones. You get the it's little that little case that they had with the little squid legs. The yeah, little, <laughs> you know, we got like one around or somewhere. The Joby and there's thing, yeah. yeah, there's there'll be all sorts of people making stuff. A case with you know stands and stuff so that you can just prop your phone up. But this is I don't need a table in front of me. I hook it to the controller itself. Right. And they, of course they went to great length to think about it aesthetically and think about it from a weight perspective so it, the phone is on there in a way that it doesn't feel like uh, if you've ever used uh, any of those controllers that hold phones they feel really top heavy like it always feels like it wants to topple yeah, over the center of gravity actually, needs to be over your hands that's what they've done with yeah. this thing so the claw actually extends the screen so your hands are almost behind the t- we'll link the video on the show notes but um, so that was one thing that was really cool but he goes into depth with these guys and they're talking about some of that negative latency stuff if you've seen that on the internet about them talking about how they're going to employ negative latency and people are like that's not a thing you can't have negative latency because now. that would no, be I'm saving sure. like removing time from all this not what they're talking about they're just saying hey there's inherent latency in everything that we do like our brains have latency like whether you know it or not it'll blow your mind right now every time you look or see anything it's always something in the past because your brain takes a little bit to to get it in its head and you see the light stuff before you hear the sound stuff your brain just puts it together for you so when someone claps 10 15 feet away from you and you see it happen as one thing. It didn't happen as one thing. 
that you saw the clap, then you heard the clap, and your brain goes, ah, I'd probably be better for your reality if I just put those together for you, big guy. Um, and you have blind spots right in front Maybe of your face. Maybe that's why my TV time. was doing that. Maybe my brain's yeah. your brain. So. Your brain just was like, dude, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm done fixing this for you. You're going to experience reality the way it was meant to be experienced. I took some nighttime therapy. Maybe that's what it yeah, was. Went yeah. sleep. Slow down. <laughs> There's all kinds of other Everything's great shows. Everything's going slower. Uh, there was a show called The Brain um, that uh, was a BBC show. Uh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Where he talks about all that stuff. Anyway. So, latency. Yeah, yeah so he's yeah. talking about latency, the built-in latency that's naturally occurring, latency that happens over Wi-Fi networks, latency that happens even, you know, over... And, and people thinking that, oh, well, the speed of light is the, you know, it's going to hamper this because eventually you need to get far enough away from a server, blah, 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 all this stuff. And he's like, no, it's not that that's not an issue at all because these consoles and everything, they all have latency in them too. Like you, you think that, oh, I push the button and I'm because I'm here, there's no latency. Well, guess what? That wireless Silicone connection has have, latency. Yes. Yeah. The, the processor has latency. The controller you're using has latency. The television you're seeing has latency. There's latency in everything. So... If in some of the things that we can control latency and that we're just used to having latency on, if we can reduce those things via codecs and better APIs and better software programming, then now we've created quote unquote negative latency. Right. We've removed, it's less than we've ever had. Right. Because right. It, here's the standard latencies. We've taken some of those out because no one's ever paid that much attention to them. You haven't had to. Well, we can't fix these other ones. So how about we fix some of the ones we have control over that no one's really messed with. And so they've reduced latency in those areas. And so they have basically created a latency void, if you would, that gets still gets filled with those other things. Right. But the, the end all, when it comes down to you push the button thing on screen moves, ends up still being the same, if not better, uh, than it would be with a local machine because of the, the steps that they've taken. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty insane to listen to them talk through everything that they've done to create this process. And so when you hear that and you hear some of the other things they're trying to get done and trying to make happen, and they say, you know, all of this won't be perfected at launch. We're still working on it. We've been working on it for five years, and it's still and like, like they just had still, to pick a date. They had to be like, yeah, look, we're, right. we're, we're going to put it out. out. We're going to do it, and it's going to be out there, and there's going to be some hiccups. But yeah, and so I just, I don't know. I look at it, and I'm just like, I've, I feel pretty confident in forgiving them for not having everything nipped up, you know, on launch day, because ultimately, too, I'm sure they knew. Everyone knows, you know, Microsoft's working on their own solution for this. PlayStation's working on something, so. They, if they didn't get out there in front, they don't get to be the front runner. Well, now they get the pressure of being the front runner. Right. They can't go and drop an egg. Uh, and I feel like just listening to them talk about it, like it's not going to. Like it's, it's not going to be as good as they want to get it. Like they feel like they can get it like insanely good. And it's going to meet the hype, though. Yeah, I think yeah. I really think it is. And and this is the last thing I'll say, and, unless I'm provoked to say anything else. <laughs> oh, I've already got <laughs> something. <laughs> <laughs> so the the last thing is when we talk about games being available, he makes a point in this video which I thought was fascinating. He's like, "Look, a lot of consoles and place and and PC ports and all that stuff, it literally is that. You just bring the game over, tweak a few things, launch the game, move on." He said for Stadia, we're really pushing developers to create a unique version of their game for Stadia so that they can fully take advantage. And part of that comes down to that latency thing. Like when he was talking about latency, like you're also giving developers the tools to remove latency in their game too. So there's part of that whole thing when I said there's latency everywhere and all these types of things. Part of that is, hey, if your game isn't coded that well, when whatever the hardware gets the command, hey, he pushed the A button, 
the hardware sent that signal to the software. Well, the software now has to tell through code and all the stuff, move character this way because button pushed, you know, like that can create latency. And so they've given developers tools to say, hey, look, with Stadia, you can do it this way instead. And, and is that like different code that, that, do, that Stadia has put together for that's, them? That's way out of my league. But my so guess like Stadia is... Stadia has said like, look, you can do it like... Like we've we've shown that you can build it this way, like use this code I'd say it's set. Multiple to like, it's no different than the way that they handle like trying to help people make faster websites or whatever. Right. It's like, look, we'll tell you where you're experiencing latency in your game. Forget the hardware, forget the connection. You're experiencing latency in your game from point A to point B. Here's some suggestions on how you right, can move because it. Right, because Stadia yeah, has stuff built in that will allow you to just skip that step and do it this way. Yeah, because if the latency, the current latency in the software is minimal enough that it's being overshadowed by the regular hardware latency that we all experience, whether it's your ping or whatever, then you never notice it. Right. So if they've removed all of that hardware specifically see it now they can say okay this wasn't an issue before but if you want to make your game faster do this instead of that exactly you know it's like you said it's just like a website this thing may load just fine when you're doing things this way but then you get into amp and stuff like that right well you gotta you've got to code stuff differently and it'll make make it for a better user experience yeah so So, they've they've created that and and stadia is unique in that way so when we talk about oh there's only 10 games at launch Yeah. yeah i mean they're having to rewrite these things so there's that part of it but there's also the part where they're like Oh, by the way, too, you can do unique stuff. So Forza, we were talking about Forza the mm-hmm. other day. Forza, when it comes out. Or gr- Grid, I think it's no, I'm grid. sorry, it's Grid. Grid, um, like 40 um, car races. Yeah, they're going to do 40 car races, like 40 <laughs> multiplayer on the track, fully rendered yeah. all the time. Can't happen on any other platform. And it explains like why we haven't heard anything specific from Fortnite or from PUBG or uh, what's the other one that people got excited Apex about? Apex Legends. Apex yeah, Legends. Yeah. These, the reason is, I guarantee you, those developers are taking their time to figure out, okay, how can we leverage this? If we're going to have to build it anyway and really spend time to make it good on Stadia, well, we might as well add some Thousand more features. Thousand player battle royale. And there's no reason for them not to if right. you think about it. I well, mean, what was the one that was like the the little um, <laughs> creature? Yeah, orcs, like, fight, is orcs, orcs must die. Orcs must die. Oh, yeah, orcs so must die. So they were saying yeah. like we've only been able to render out, like as you're looking out, like we can only render so much stuff. Yeah. And you it's know? like now we can render all Three of them. Three thousand. We can yeah. the whole maps. Uh, a massive horde is what they said. And, yeah. and I was thinking about that the other day. Like think about playing PUBG and scoping up 8X from a tower somewhere and you're scoped up. Instead of everything out in the distance being like blobs and then people moving because that's what like especially on mobile yeah it, it sacrifices all that graphic detail it makes sure to get the person because that's what's most important imagine zooming out and seeing all of it imagine jumping out of the plane and looking down and seeing everything rendered yeah because it, it'll be able to yeah. do that as long as they go and take advantage of all the horsepower stadia has to to do that i mean It'll be it'll be remarkable, but it's going to take work. So it's not just a hey, bring your game over and hit flip the switch. It's it's a rebuild, uh, and in order for it to take advantage from a latency perspective, but also then do some interesting stuff. Like PUBG does different stuff on mobile than they do on their desktop, you know, and, and mm-hmm. Xbox. Like they don't have all that. What is it we're playing now? Pay- payload. Uh, <laughs> payload. Payload. Yeah. Payload. Mode. You know, <laughs> payload that, that stuff doesn't mode. exist on the regular PUBG. You know, they're doing stuff different, so there's no reason that they couldn't say, hey, for Stadia players, you got all this stuff, but hey, there's also this mode. You know, There's 250 player yeah. on Erangel when you drop in. Or there's 150 in Sandhawk now. You know, so it's it's crazy out the gate. As soon as you land, it's war zone. Yeah, like or instead of 4x4s four four or 8x8s, you have an open world map. <laughs> 
god. Oh yeah. <laughs> Real time. We gotta make fire. I've been hunting this guy for three days. You're gonna find him. It's like the most dangerous. Or what, is it, is it, what was that book we were all read when we were in high school? Oh, the man. most dangerous game. Is that what it was? Mm. The guy goes out to the the island and he's hunting humans. Oh yeah, M- most dangerous game. Most dangerous game. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh man, I was just watching a show that was talking about the most. There dangerous There was a game. movie. Uh, what was that? They made a movie it was like adaptation or something that. like that. Yeah. yeah. We were talking. Um, my wife and I were talking about that the other day. That's and then they did. They did something similar to that on. Uh, did you ever watch Wrecked? No. Um, the the plane wreck. Like it's, oh, it's okay. kind of a. It's like it's office a, comedy meets uh, survi- not Survivor meets uh, Lost. Lost. Yeah, I watched the first couple episodes. It's real weird. Hilarious. Real weird. Well, the final season of it, they ended up on the. They thought they escaped. And they ended up or got off the island. They ended up on another island. And and the guy welcomes them in and all this stuff and then puts them out in the wild and is hunting them. <laughs> Interesting. Wow. It's so Oh, there was another I mean, movie. Weird. Pest. The Pest. That was we're the same concept. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. John Leguizamo. Yeah. We're get, we're getting off the rails. We're here. way off. Way off. If you stuck around this long, we're sorry. Yeah. This is but what it really We'll try to come like. back next week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If if we're not just playing uh Stadia. We uh, might just but, sit here and play Stadia and talk. Yeah. Ooh, that could be week. that could be fun. We could talk about oh, our favorite. Oh yeah. Got me. Oh. People are like, I can't see it. We'll have to stream it. We'll have to live stream <laughs> there it you for go. our YouTube members. Uh, yeah, Stadia I mean, all of that. this. Yeah, all of this is interesting because um, what is happening with Stadia and what is happening with the gaming industry is is very akin to what we're talking about with this video streaming stuff. Yep. You know, you've got these people coming in trying to figure it out. And I, video streaming is obviously m- much earlier on in its development, but it's similar. I mean, we're, we're so so you're going to have a subscription to Stadia and then but then you're going to have certain titles that are maybe only going to come out with the Microsoft one and then you're going to have certain titles that only come out with oh, PlayStation yeah. and then it's like oh. you got all these subscriptions and it's a whole thing that we've talked about for the half first half of this podcast. Yep. Um, there will be there will be parts of the gaming industry that stay exactly the same like you said exclusives 100%. I mean Google's already like Stadia is a game developer now too. So there there will studio. be Stadia exclusives that come straight from them and from their studio. That won't change. Uh, platform exclusives won't change like that's that's just part of the gaming industry uh launches as we've seen where you know everything does everybody doesn't get it day one just because it's a digital thing it doesn't seem to be changing either and so you know uh, some of that stuff will stay but you know don't be mistaken like if stadia comes out and delivers and I don't even think it has to deliver 100%. Like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It there's going to be, there's good. Even, what I was going to say earlier is there, there are those hardcore gamers out there that are just going to bash this. Oh, because, they're waiting for it to fail. Just because they wait. have, um, what, what, the, what I, don't, I can't think of them, like their selection bias. Like, they've said, oh, well, this is the thing that works for me, and I, I know this right. works, so I'm going right. to disregard anything that's not what I already believe. And so you've got these these people on the internet that are just like, this is never going to work. This is so stupid. This is yep. so, you know, and like, it's uh, it's going to be fascinating to see how, how Google rolls it out and how they maybe overcome some of that because it may not be perfect when it launches, like you and said. And that's part of the reason probably the they launch founders, is, is they're rolling. Yeah, I mean. Because then you're, you're securing the hardcore people that are really interested in this, like yeah. you guys. Like you we're know? fans and, and already. You're, and you're, like I'm a yeah, fan of the idea. And you're going to be a beta tester of it to basically give feedback. Yeah. Test things out, essentially. In the worst way, absolutely. I mean, I'm glad to, to pay to have the stuff and to be part of the early, I, I want to get my gamer name, you know, uh, 
Just keeper. I like having. Are you yeah. going keeper? keeper. Heck yeah, man. Oh, Has that yeah. always been your gamer name? All oh, long time. Long time. Yeah. Man, I need a gamer name. I've never had a gamer name. I'm not a I, gamer. I didn't come up with one though until I was, I was an adult when I came up with it. Yeah. Because I remember playing uh, when they brought re brought out 007 uh, mm-hmm. Goldeneye on the Wii. I really it was the first time I had gotten back into it since like adulthood, like getting into like online uh, gaming again. And I don't remember even what I was at that point. Um, and so I didn't really have a gamer name, uh, and I was just like, man, I need to, so where, I need to where, come up with something. I was reading a, a, a grouping of books. I, I don't even say it's three. I want to say it's like, no, it was, no, that might have been like a six book series by uh, Ted Decker. Oh, yeah. Because um, he's got the the main ones he's known for that are just like red, white, and green. Great books. Insanely, insanely good allegory. Um, but the, these other ones, um, similar type thing, great allegory. Um, but a different, wholly different story. And one of the main uh, characters—it's it's like a group of characters. But the 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 one character from this like guild of people that has existed for ages and passed things down for ages—they're called keepers. Um, and I just—I don't know—I so like I liked that character. Yep. I just love that idea of this because it was younger characters. And I always feel like when I'm gaming, I feel like I'm a little bit of the older guy. Um, and so I like the idea that it was this kind of passed down ritualistic Cause, cause you, thing because i've been gaming back for like dude, these pe- yeah. people i'm shooting in these you, games i'm like man you were in diapers whenever dude, you, i was you, no, playing no, no, goldeneye you, man no no no. i have a I have a perfect story for this we were talking about this yesterday two days ago and you said i had all of the high scores on this game yeah yeah killer over instinct at, two over yep. at the mall at the is mall what you said at the, at the game room at the mall <laughs> the Joe old like, game huh? room at the mall yeah. Yeah. Okay, killer instinct two is when they moved Oh, yeah, down yeah. by Sears. Yeah, I was right. like, game yeah. room at the mall. What? So, so, so quick story. Game <laughs> room at the mall. This, this is the? me. In, this is me in high school. So, a buddy of mine in high school. Um, he and I loved Killer Instinct too, and uh, and don't get me wrong. Like, we also loved playing. We played basketball twenty hours a week too. So, like, we weren't just like mm, game nerds, but we like playing video games. And uh, and so we would go over to the mall and. and Got into Killer Instinct 2 and really just, we spent a lot of money playing it and, and learning each of their 10 characters. And, you know, there's all the moves. And instead of fatalities, they had ultra combos. And so that's how you finish somebody off. Yeah. It was always about stringing together combos. And then you could string together a huge combo and then finish them off with the ultra combo and get this, like, huge string. And it, but it took a lot of skill and, and learning and memorization to, to know how to do it. And, of course, you memorized all well, of them. Well, 100%. <laughs> Knew every move and every combo. Um, For every player. And that what I liked about Killer Instinct is it wasn't like, here's combo A, here's combo... Like, they had a system that allowed you to build your own. Every time you attack somebody, you had the ability to string together three or seven or eight hits if you knew what you were doing and the way the system worked. And it was super intricate. And it's why a lot of people didn't play it. It was just like, this is really confusing. Um, and so... Uh, he and I played it all the time, uh, got really good at it. And basically we would each pick a character. So I had five, he had five and we took all the top scores. So that was, as we go through each other character and the top scores of each one, it was either his initials or MAC, uh, interesting story. His middle name is Anderson. It's my son's middle name. I always liked his middle name. Um, and, uh, or RNP. All right. I can't remember if I did RNP or Rob, whatever, but, so each character would go by and be either mine or his names on the whole thing. And it got to the point where like we had lost interest. There was no other, we couldn't beat any more high scores. And so I would be walking by the game room and there would be somebody playing the game. I would walk up next to them, 
drop my quarter and they'd look at me with that look like seriously like you're gonna come in here and just like try to fight me and that's what you did with fighting games back then like because if you fought them like you took their spot like see ya i beat you leave i just basically took your quarter and so i'd go up drop my quarter and i'd pick the character they were using beat them handily <laughs> and then step back and let them keep going up the little ladder you know such a robbie thing to like, do <laughs> i loved it it was my favorite thing it, it, that was akin to playing par three golf course up just up the street <laughs> and and sitting like I got to the point where I was really good at golf at, at one point in my life and I would wait until people they'd start to walk off the green and I would go ahead and hit the ball stick it and so it'd stick on the green about 10 feet behind them as they were walking off the green if they were holding me up like yeah. they weren't letting me play through yeah. I made it really clear so, by the way it's completely against golf <laughs> any golf etiquette anywhere in the world yeah. I'm not supposed to do that but this is par three you just you had to be yeah. there it's yeah. great it's a much so, nicer but yeah now. so on top of that if you are an ingress player Okay, oh, yeah. which oh, Ingress, Niantic, Parent Google, I guess, really. The grandfather of Pokemon Go. Yeah. If you pass through Elizabethtown, Kentucky, and you flip open your Ingress scanner, you will yep. see a good portion of portals in this area were oh, created yeah. by I have the about keeper. 150. <laughs> yeah. The Keeper. You, are, you will yeah. see them. It's Keeper or Huddleston, one or the other. <laughs> yeah. Most of the portals are mine. Yeah. Uh, he... <laughs> And and what's funny is like people play Pokemon Go now and they're spinning their little Poke stops. I'm like all of those are based on Ingress portals, yeah. And almost all of the Ingress, like when I started playing Ingress in E Town, there were 13 in the entire city, and I think it now there's 180, 190. Oh, there's total. 25 just in the cemetery yeah. next to us here. Those yeah. I didn't I I didn't realize that was a thing. Somebody else came in from out of town actually and. Some like Fort Knox. And, well, and, and, and I blame Pokemon Go for this, but the cemetery over by American Legion out. Park, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. So there's some churches that have yeah, They've out removed too. some just because of the amount of traffic that Pokemon yeah. caused, which great. Good. I'm glad we have people downtown by our office all the time whenever <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a raid, man. I, yeah. I look yeah, out the window and be like, yeah, I'm not in here on hip new game. I don't know what they call that stuff, but I'll come <laughs> over here on like a Saturday to the grab a cup of coffee or swing by the office and there'll be like 25,000 people just in the parking lot. <laughs> you can't get in here and I'm, I'm the old guy. What are y'all doing? You know, talk about a Talk about another just interesting game oh, man. shift, you know? Yeah. And man. in the AR gaming space, man, that Niantic just, just hit it on the it. nose yeah. with yeah. like choosing Pokemon Go as, cause they, they released Harry Potter. A Harry Potter game. I don't know anybody that plays that game. Um, it's, a, it's a huge... Po Pokemon struck a certain chord. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. For that type of game, there's very, li yeah, there's very little wrong with it. Like, they, they just... Uh, they just killed it. And I Are literally had playing? never you... played Pokemon. I didn't know anything about Pokemon before this game came out. And because of my ties to Ingress, it's like, well, I'm going to check it out and see yeah. what's up. Uh, my kids love loved Pokemon already. They had been introduced somehow, somewhere... And so the idea of going out and hunting for Pokemon, they love that. The fact that you can play it anywhere. You don't have to just go where there's Pokestops. I mean, eventually you got to. You got to get some stuff. But like, we can go out in our neighborhood and take a walk and go catch Pokemon. Catch them, like, yeah. That part of it, the way you can trade, the way you can battle, like they just, they've killed it with it. And they've continued to upgrade stuff and add things and evolve more. And, and people are still playing it. And yeah, I mean, I play it from time to time. I don't... I'm not nearly in it as much as I used to be, but we'll go through phases. Like we're kind of in a phase where we'll play as a family. So my, uh, me and my wife and my wife doesn't play video games like at all. And she likes Pokemon. So, yeah. you know, the four of us will go out and go play Pokemon together. So it's, uh, it's cool in that way too. It's not, no one, me and Gabe played Ingress. 
but yeah. like everybody else, like, wow, that sounds nerdy. <laughs> Oh, it is <laughs> super nerdy, but it's a cool game. I love it, and and if they had just continued to evolve it, I, I still love the game. I don't There's play like I used to. Tens of millions of people that play it. Yeah, but you got to go to big cities. Right? Uh, and in all honesty, when I was like, I mean, I was into it. I leveled up insanely fast, oh, and yeah. but I was also working at a car dealership, and I had a demo, so I didn't really care about putting miles on my car. <laughs> so on my day off, I would drive to like Irvington, anywhere I could get cell phone signal. I'd be like. Hey, I just threw a field over like half of Kentucky. Oh yeah, was it a op? No, I did it by myself. I drove, drove four hours. <laughs> I was crossing my fingers the whole time that somebody wouldn't knock down that portal so, while yeah, I was going. Nerd, yeah, totally nerd. But yeah, yeah it's fun. It's, uh, yeah. So, uh, folks, <laughs> appreciate you all tuning in for uh, kind of a spinoff episode. That's what we'll call it today. Um, but this is this is what we want to use Chrome the podcast box for. Derailed yeah. is what this we're going to yeah, call this Yeah, there we episode. go. Chrome box derailed. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> um, you know, this is this is stuff that's interesting to us. These these are the things that we sit around and talk about uh, normally, and so now we have this awesome platform to share it with you guys. So hopefully, you all enjoyed it. Uh, we will link uh, to stuff down in the show notes or over on the the website post uh, chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. But thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next week. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee so if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.